Maris. Everyone who's learned uh, the basics of Taras HaMashpacha nowadays discovers that a big portion of being Mekayim, these halachas, revolves around Maris. Meaning that the norm is, standard is, that almost every month in which a woman is uh, trying to be matar herself, of course it could also happen on other occasions as well, so what ends up happening is she ends up coming across maris, in other words, possible stains, well they are stains, but possible blood stains, uh, most of them are on the spectrum somewhere between brown and red, which can include pink or orange, etc. And then either the husband or the wife bring the mara or leave the mara for the rov to look at or for the rov's talmidim to look at, and they take a look and then they give their uh, decision. It's tar, it's tame. As time goes on, you might start picking up that uh, this rov, he's machmer, that rov, that rov is mekel. Sometimes you'll even speak to a Rav, and the Rav says, you know, I can't be Mekel, I can't be Matar in this case, but I'll give you a tip. Go, to, uh, go down the block, go to the other Rav. He'll be able to say that it's Tar. Don't tell him I sent you, or tell him I sent you. Someone who wants to advance his knowledge on the subject, he wants to Paskin himself, perhaps. So what... What do they discover? So they know that they have to do what's called shimush uh, with the Rabbanim, that paskin in this area. And these Rabbanim are said to have some kind of messiahs in this, in this area. And then as time goes on, one starts realizing that there are apparently different messiahs in among the different Rabbanim. And uh, if one gave the time to it, one could actually try to trace the the, uh, you know, how the Messiahs, you know, which, where each Messiahs began and how it spread from person to person, generation to generation. You can map out who belongs to which Messiahs, right? So, certain of he immigrated, let's say, to the United States or to Israel or whichever, wherever the country may be, immigrated from this place in Europe, uh, however many years ago, and he had tens or hundreds of Talmidim and that established one derech of Psak. There's another Rav who immigrated from somewhere else, and his, his derech is different. Then you have Talmidim that didn't just stick to one Rav, they made their rounds. They went from Rav to Rav, they picked up information from everyone. So, what we described earlier about just even the average person noticing at some point that one Rav is Machmer, one Rav is Mekel, that corresponds to what the more advanced student identifies as this Messiahs versus that Messiahs. Right? So you have one Rav and his Talmidim, they have a Messiahs to be Mekel to an extreme, and then there are some, or at least there used to be some, who were Machmer, you could say, to an extreme, and then you have those who are somewhere in the middle. That would be the general impression one would get based on a more popular uh, uh, sense of how this area works. So what I would like to discuss is to actually get into tackling this very subject, 
which includes really a number of general points. Number one, the question of bringing Maris to the Rav, the history of bringing Maris to the Rav. Number two, the general question of is there a Messias in Paskening and Maris? Number three, the whole question of brown, the color brown in Maris. And then number four, things that are a bit beyond brown, pink, and other shades that belong to the red family. And we'll discover that, in fact, there's actually a huge controversy that erupted on this topic about 10 years ago in Eretz Yisrael. Some people went to war against the shittas that are uh, makel to an extreme and argue that they're just being uh, essentially mater dam nida. And ever since then, it's become fairly clear and fairly well known to those following that this whole subject is far from being very clear and very straightforward. So it's hard to really attempt to encompass such a huge subject, multiple subjects, we'll try our best. But due to the nature of how huge the subject is, we're not going to be able to contain it in one sheer. So this is just a, a, a sort of haschala to a topic that will definitely uh, take more than one sheer to cover. We'll start with two tshuvas, somewhat famous to those who look into this. Two tshuvas from the year, Tafresh Lamed, year 1870, which is almost exactly 150 years ago, from two Galatiana Rabbanim. First one is, Shalas Tshuvas Beis Shleimer, part of Shleimer Drimmer of Scala, which was in Galicia. And at that time, he was considered one of the Gdeli Apaiske Mamesh, so in Shut Bei Shleima Yeridea, Bei Simenya Dalad, there's a Shaila, Skala, Yoim Dalad, Vav Kislev, Tafresh Lamed. And it's addressed to Ahuvi Yudidi Arava Muflag, Acharav Ubaki, Menachem Mendel. So from the, ne- the next source, we're going to see that apparently the Rav he was corresponding with was known as Reb Zechariah Mendel Zilber, who was a, a Matz and a Dayan in Kolomai, Kolomaya. Another, uh, another place in Galicia. He was under, at t- that time, the famous Rav of Kalamai was of Hill Lichtenstein. So he was a, a Dayan in his basin and a Matz. And he asked the following Shaila. So Bishlema says, I got your letter yesterday. So he's responding pretty imme- fairly immediately. And uh, he says, I'll start with your last question. <clears throat> You asked, Shekama Pa'amim Eira Bekilose, it happened a number of times in his Kehillah, that Kvay Terose was asked about a Kesem, and he passed him that it's Tameh. But the woman didn't want to take no for an answer, so she sent it, L'chacham Shevamakim Acher, sounds like Mamish out of, out of town somewhere else. V'tiher, she got, she got a better answer. Is this, is, is this okay? Is this, you know, obviously, one assumes that uh, Rav Mendel Zilber wasn't so pleased about uh, this happening, surely just from the, by nature of, of it undermining his authority. But technically, it's a shayla in Hilchas Nida. You're allowed to ask the question twice. So, the Beis gets into the sugya. There's a sugya in Gemara Nida about a chacham shahira. The story in, in Gemara is that Yalta brought blood to Rav Abrahana and he was Metame. So she, went, she also didn't take no for an answer. She went and she brought it to Rav Yitzhak Bred Rav Yehuda and he was Metayar. The Gemara is discussing different issues involved here 
And the Gemara adds a few more details. It says, she, she told him that really, call Yoyma, every time I brought this, this same thing to Rabbi Rebbe many times. And he was always Matar. Right now, it seems that he has some kind of ache in his eyes. So that's probably why he was Matamin. So, Yitzhak, with that information, said, oh, okay, I'm not really passing against Rabbi really, he also passed in this way, he just is having a bad day, so we're combining that. And then the Gemara adds, even later, that part of the Vartir is that Yitzhak Bar Yehuda is relying on, on his Gemara, on what he was taught. There's a, so there's a combination of things here. He's relying on what he was taught, and Rabbi Rukhana is usually Matayr, so that's what that Gemara says. Obviously, a bit more complicated than that. And this is, of course, back in the time of the Gemara. We'll get to it soon. The, the history of the Hamisha Dom Tmeim, the back in the time of the Gemara, they were still only asserting certain shades of red, and they were in Matar, other shades of red. That's many, many Gulgulam ago. And now, now you have this question of this Chacham said this, this Chacham said that, and in this case, he always was Matar plus. He's relying on his, uh, what he was taught. There's also a related sugya in Chulin by Trefis, similar type of discussion. So, just to share a portion of what the Beishlema says, he says, Lafi Rashi, Rashi says in Chulin that whenever the Hayroah relates to Maris, relates to the color of Maris, so the way Rashi is marked it, there is Zeo Hayroah, Detalya Besvara, Veloi Begemara. Rashi already says it's not something you're taught, it's just you're sort of using your own mind, your own logic to decide what color this is. And in fact, sometimes people get it wrong, people mix their colors up. So it's a svara issue. This person's svara could be better than that person's svara when trying to evaluate a matter. So according to that, when it comes to Nida, and the whole issue here, the whole story related, seemingly, seems clear from the Gemara, we're talking about an actual question relating to the shade of blood. So Rashi would be magda that as a hero misvara. That's what Rashi would on So that's how Rashi would understand the Gemara Nida. So Yabazai, based on our understanding of the sugya, another Chacham can't just come and be matter from his svara. Only if you have your own tradition. Then that could be a factor in being made al-hatter after the first rov was, uh, was oyser. But Lafir Rashi, that in Maris it's just svara, so l'chayra that would mean that it would not be Rashi al-hatter. Ah, the Gemara says, even in Nida, that he's relying on what he was taught. So we have to say, la dafka, but even though it's a hirom svara, but because, specifically in this case, yes, he saw that it's tar, and he believed what she said. And he was willing to believe what she said now. That Rabbi Barachana usually is Matar. We wouldn't necessarily accept her Eidos either. The combination of factors here. He sees that it's Tar, Misvara. And she says that Rabbi Barachana is always Matar. So he's willing to believe her. So with his Re'iyah, plus believing her, so then he was willing to be Matar. Then it's allowed to be Matar. That's Shita Zirashi. According to Teres Vesenida, it seems to disagree with Rashi. It seems they hold that uh, if you're Makobo made Abaisov, technically, safe right? Your Abayim teach you which color is which. So it seems like Taisus would Takabi Magdir that it's actually considered a gather of Gemara, not a gather of Svara. Okay, that's a bit of the discussion 
in the Gemara. But then we get to the main point. The Beishlema says that this is all theoretical. All these discussions, Chacham Shehera, that's Dafka B'yameyam. But B'zmaneinu Zeh, L'shayach Leimar B'inyan Hamaris, that you're relying on what you were taught. De'ein lo'nu ela divrei ha'shulchan aruch, de'ein le'taher, rak mara lovan v'yoroik she'ein l'sapkom ba'ad mumis klal. Today all we have is the Shulchan Aruch. What does the Shulchan Aruch say? And we'll get into it a bit more later. We're only Matahir, Lovan and Yorek, white and yellow, where there's no Shaila Bechlal, there's not even the faintest uh, question of there being any red in this matter. But the Kol Shenoita Avkzas, Lamare Admumis are the Shachar, the two bad colors, red and black. It has even the slightest hint, Tome. And then the Beishlema doesn't stop at that. The Beishlema goes on and says, Ve'en shum ish befrat hamares. There's no person that has some kind of tradition from his Rebbeim with regards to Maris, this Mara versus that Mara. So Abazoi, loy shayich loyma, you can't say this word from the Gemara that oh, you're relying on what you were taught from your Rebbeim. And that's a factor to be able to override the previous guy. Oh, I have a Gemara, I, have, I was taught something. He says, there is nothing. No one was taught anything. All we're doing is, we're taking the Shulchan Arach Kipshutai and we're just applying it. So, Abazai, Bavadi le Kuliyama, Rashi Taisus, everyone would agree, Bekai Gavrim Azman Azah, Hurak, Hayra Misvara. Right? We're contrasting Gemara versus Svara. So, today, all it is is a Shail of Svara, and Mamara, Enenaita, uh, you just need to have uh, you know, some, some basic uh, brains and the ability to identify colors and you can either, either there is some netia to Adam and Shachar or there isn't, that's a svara. So Ebazai, once one chacham is metame is misvara, lefi the sugi of the gemara kumtais, that in a case of svara, another chacham is not allowed to override him with another svara. Only with gemara, not with svara. So Ebazai, the second chacham, can't, can't come and change the halacha here. Oh, very good. Istama, that's what the Mats wanted to hear. That once he's matame, no one else can be matar after him because there's no Messiah, it's just Svara. That's the logic of the Beishlema. Then, in the continuation of the Tshuva, the Beishlema deals with three other specific Shailas involving Ksamim that that Rav was dealing with. But in all three, the Shaila is. Whether there's a tzliah or not. In one of them, she uh, was sitting on a bench, and then she realized, oh, there were uh, chicken droppings on the bench. You get a lot of these types of shilas. And he says, oh, it's a shiltigibayrim, which we mentioned in last year, about birds. But in that case, though, it was a bit, a bit more iffy. She, uh, next day, she came, okay, we're not getting into all the pratam. But uh, in three, three different shilas, where the shil was a tzliah, can we say that it came from this, could it came from that? And in each one, he paskin what he paskin. Then we find in the Shalos Tshuvas Divri Chaim, Chaim Halbashlam of Tzans, needs no introduction, who apparently was responding at the same time to the same Rav. We find in Shut Divri Chaim Yeridei Chelik Beis Simon Pei, there's a Tshuva address to Rav Amufleg Rumendel Zilber Omotz in Kalamai. And then in the next Tshuva, it doesn't say a name at the beginning, Simon Pei Aleph. But based on the fact that it stems with, it all comes together, it's pretty clear that it's to the same person at the same time about the same question. He well, he himself asked multiple people, yeah. 
And uh, Divrei Chaim's tshuva came later, because his, his tshuva is dated Shvat, and the other one was dated the next day in Kislev. Okay, we'll see, we'll see what they said, and then we'll, have, we'll see if there's a question. So the shaila is, Isha, and then she asked, Pretty much the same question. So he says, Tshuva, and it's dated Yud Zayn Shvat, that Bamas, uh, what's the first thing you think of? The Sugin Nida, right? Yalta, that says, Why? Again, similar point, same point. We only paskin on things that are completely not like red. And he, he goes further. He says, that's why a woman with some experience can also tell you uh, whether it's Tamar or Tar. It's not that complicated. What does it say there in Simon Kuf Tzadik It's talking about Bedikas. And the question is, what about a blind woman? So it says, She does a Bedikah and she shows her friend. So Divri Chaim takes from there that the friend is Mamish telling her whether it's Tamar or Tar. So, but he goes further. He says, He goes even... Much further. There's no hayra here. It's not paskining. There's no paskining of any kind taking place here. You're literally just asking a basic question. What color is this? You can ask anybody what color this is, as long as you are you know, working with the assumption that they know what colors are. And if there's some kind of question, some kind of disagreement, so let's go ask a bunch of people, and uh, you know, surely there's wisdom and masses. At some point, you'll get a sense whether it's red or not. So you have these two paiskim. On the one, in one sense, they're saying the same thing, that we only are matar, anything that has no similarity to red. And in the first mark of the Bishlema, he says, clearly like Shulchan Aruch, only love and biyotic. Well, Dibri Chaim seems to go even further. According to the Bishlema, the Bishlema said, it's considered a hayra misvara and not migamara. So therefore, the second one is not allowed to be matar. According to Chaim, he's saying there is no hayra here, there is no paskining. Women could be just as involved as Rabbanim here. And there shouldn't be any... Your question is, what do you do when one rub says this, one rub says that? That shouldn't be happening. And if, there is, if it is happening, we have some kind of problem, so then we have to go and ask as many people as we can until we resolve this problem. But it's not about this rub said this and this rub said that. Then the Divri Chaim adds another point to try to explain how's the taka possible, if it's, if, there aren't, if it's never supposed to be an argument. So, how did it happen that one Rav said this, one Rav said that? He says, ah, he says, my Zayda, the Chacham Tzvi, I believe on all the Matzevas from, uh, at least I know specifically in Bobov, Eneklach and the Divri Chaim, they're all Makbid, they write on the Matzeva, Nached, uh, Chacham Tzvi, they're very proud of this Yichus. So the Chacham Tzvi, Zayda the Chacham Tzvi, says, as a Yisoid, that when we have a shot, when the color changes, we follow what the color looked like to begin with, right when it emerged. You'd see a Saddam Lachutz. The context there is that even if it gets redder later, yes, when we first saw it, it was kosher. So we say that it must have been the air, some kind of external uh, reaction caused the color to change. 
That's what the different. That's what the Chacham Tzvi said when it starts off wider and then it gets redder. So the Divrei Chaim says, If it started off redder and then it whitened, which in other words he's implying is probably what must have happened here. Why did the first Rav say this? And the second one must have been redder when the first Rav saw it. And then by the time it got sent somewhere else, maybe it was a day or two later, or certainly hours later, it must have been whiter. So what, what, what will we say based on the Yisrael of the Chacham Tzvi? We have to say L'Chumra, that something external must have whitened it. I, the Shvaz Yaakov, disagrees with the Chacham Tzvi on being mekel when it gets redder. He says when it gets redder, you're machmer. But sure, the Shvaz Yaakov will agree L'Chumra, that if it started off red and then it got whiter, we do follow how it started off. He says, it, says, it seems the Sidrei Tara also agrees with the Chacham Tzvi. So Ebazoi, Lemaisa, we should follow the first Rav's Psaq, and she needs Zayin Akim And then he discusses it a bit more, and then he ends off, Oh, now we can explain where both Chacham here are coming from. Right? We don't want, We don't want to assume there's some kind of uh, argument over the Metzius. That explains everything. Just like in Cheshem Mishpat, it says in Simon Chavtes, that when you have two Edim, who are uh, completely contradicting each other, we try to answer and explain how it's somehow possible that, you know, that they're somehow agreeing. You, know, you just have to reinterpret a little bit what, the, what happened. So ultimately, he also ended up, Fiyah's first answer, there's no first row, there's no second row, but then the Fiyah's theory as to what happened, he also ended up asking to follow the first row's psaq Tame, because it was probably redder when he saw it. So, again, to sum up, both are clearly denying the existence of any kind of Mesaida, Mesaidas, and Paskining Maris. It also seems, seems fairly clear that they only viewed Lavan as a Maratahar and not Brown, and Lechayda Habahatalia, because once you start being Mater Brown, that's when there's a lot more room for confusion, disagreement, Mesaitis, etc. But if you take that out of the picture, why would, there be, why would you need a Mesaitis? It should be pretty simple. But of course, these discussions don't just, these chuvas are not just touching on that, they're also touching on other questions. The Marshal David Chaim gets into the sugi of Amarash and Ishtana, which also has to do, by the way, with the discussion and controversy today when things that are red turn brown. There's also the sugya b'chlal of Chacham Shehoira, or this machlekes between them, about is there a din or not, and is it something that is the territory of Chachamim, or is it the territory of Nashim? There are other achreinim that say clearly, it's not loin nimsel Nashim, it's nimsel HaChachamim. should also mention, point out, the Chassam Sefer we quoted in the last year, so she showed it to one woman and to another woman. So you're getting the sense that women are taking a look, women are deciding. Uh, on the other hand, I believe I saw someone, the Tshuva of Mechsam Sefer quoted where he is referring to a Chacham who was asked about a Kesem. So if I had to sum up, it would seem that as recently as 150 years ago, there was no known Mercedes relating to Maris. It also seems that they were generally not makel in the color brown, which is its own discussion which we're going to get into. And at least in some of the places, it was unknown and it was accepted that women could also just use their own common sense 
and see whether it's reddish or not. So it would seem that very rarely indeed that they brought a, a bedika or a kasim or whatever to Arav where the question was taka, what color is this? Which is, as we described earlier, what's extremely common today. It's still, of course, possible that it happened sometimes, especially if there was a case of a woman who was having difficulty being, being matire, etc. Um, and on the other hand, back in the olden days, from these descriptions of these chubas we're seeing, it seems like they were getting stained right and left by all kinds of external stuff. And there were probably a tremendously higher number of shilas where that was the question, like in the Beishleim. The other three questions were, is it from the chicken? Is it from the from walking through the butcher? Uh, it's still still happening 150 years ago. You're still walking through a, a bloody market, and the questions like that. Even to the extent that they may have sometimes actually brought a question where the question is, what's the color? And assuming again that it's not a question where maybe it changed over time, then it's a little bit more of a complicated question. But if it's just a literal basic question, what color is this? And it's is it any is there any red here or not? It was probably considered a very, very, very basic, basic shaila. So therefore, it would seem justifiable to, to be magder, that historically, up until not that long ago, the whole mitzvah of running and bringing Maris colors to the Rav every month, as we have it today, probably didn't really exist, certainly not in the sense that it exists today. Now let's go on and start getting into a bit of the background of the Shaila of Brown, because you can't really go further without touching on that. Right? The Beish Shleim has said, That's indeed what it says in Shulchan Aruch, in the beginning of Simon Kuf Beches, Whether it's light or dark, Same for black, light or dark. And by, by Yorek, what do we mean? We mean yellow. Certainly Yorek, which is green. And then there's a Hagav. Blue is also included in Yorek. For the Shulchan Aruch and the tour, the way the tour writes it is, Dvar Taira. Certain shades of red are tame, certain shades of red are not. Now that we lost our proficiency, and then he continues, etc., etc. Look in the Beisayasif there. So the Beisayasif backs up, gives you a bit of the background. In Nida, it says, In the Mishnah, Adam is just red, plain red. Shachar is black, plain black. Karen Karkoim is Karkoim is the crocus flower or the saffron, which is a spice that's uh, we, which we derive from the crocus, is are both called Karkoim. So we'd have to get into what exactly it's referring to when it says that. But that's the third thing. Mami Adama is waters of the earth, mixing earth with water. Ukemazog is Diluted wine, as there used to be mazik wine with water in those days. Bisham, I add another two shades. Af kameme tilsa and uchameme bossard sali. Water in which the tilsan plant was soaked. Fenugreek, whatever the plant is. And meme bossard sali is water, liquid from roast meat. Mesilar matar. Then, yarek, akavim malal matame, chacham matar. 
When we say plain red, what do we mean? The Gemara says, What do we mean when we say shachar? Kecheres, with a saf. Amit mikan, tamei, dea mikan, tahar. That was the original psak, that if it was less red, less dark, then it's also tahar. It's magdu, each thing, where the adama is from in the meme adama, where the wine is from in the mazuk. Then the Gemara gets into a discussion, where do we know this idea that some blood is tummy and some blood is tar? uses psukim to prove it, and it says there are essentially four, from the drasha we see there are four, aye, there's a fifth one, the fifth one is shachar, shachar, adem, huela, shalaka, it really, we say it's really red, it's not its own shade, it's just red that uh, lost its coloring. So, what we see from the sugi is, is just as today, when we speak about colors, we have a very highly developed sense of the range of colors, so the same was true then. They were able to define, I mean, Magda, four different shades of what they called red. Then when it comes to the other, the Machlekes, Besham Besil, Meimei Tilson, Meimei Basar Tzali, it's not fully clear from the, the Sugya whether the Maskana is to be Matayan and Gansan. So we have another two shades here that we're not sure about. So the Besham says, the Rosh says, Allah HaKa the Ran says, it also seems like that from the Ramam. The Ramam just wrote, Hey, Dom, Tamei, and Bavad. Then adds, We don't care about this whole question. The That he quotes the Torah. The quotes the Torah. So he says, "You've already seen the Gemara." The Gemara says there were a number of Chacham that said, "I don't pass Gemaras. I'm not. I, I see. I'm not chopping the, the difference in the shades." And then you have the Rishonim. The Rishonim quotes the Rosh. The Rosh says, so this is where you see the psak as we knew it for many hundreds of years the Rosh is saying we're not matar anything that has any shade of red whatsoever unless it's lovem v'yorek kamare hazav and that's what comes from the Rambam that's what comes from the Rashba the Gemara of course itself says that lovem and yorek are tahayim so that much we know then the Bishesav asks, no, but if, if we pass on like Basil that these shades of Meimei Tilson and Meimei Bustard Sali are tar, why are we not Matar Bizman Azeh, like Lavan Bayarik? There's two things in the Gemara that are tar. I guess, he, you know, seemingly Bustard Sali should be one of the easiest ones to be able to figure out what that looks like. It says, since there's a shade of red there, only Lavan Bayarik where there's no Natiel Admumis Klaal. I, a, a kavya, a kavya was metahir yarek. What, what was the issue there? He was referring to yellow. He must have held that it was neitelad mumis. But Chacham said, "We hold that it's not neitelad mumis." Okay, but maybe Tilson, maybe Basit Sali. Everyone is made that they're neitelad mumis. Afapikein Chacham were metahir, but we're not baki, so therefore le metadina. And he, again, he says he concludes the mashma dehu adin the kol maris. Wherever there is some shade of red then it's always Asr. If there's no Shaila Bechlal, if there's no hint of red, then it could be Matar. So it seems that right in the time of the Amairoim, and certainly in later times, it seems like they lost the ability to distinguish between various shades of red, and they reverted to what you would call a more primitive grasp of colors. And even in the time of Chazal, we see that the word Yarek includes yellow and green and blue, and it's all called Yarek, so that indicates that there was a general, more, you could say, primitive, general sense about colors in general. And even Adim over here, the word Adim is including a wide range of shades. Elamai, 
Chachamim cared so much about these halachas, they were able to use random examples from life. Oh, this looks like karkoim, this looks like meme adama, in order to be able to distinguish. But it seems like that was, uh, that was an aberration. That generally, people did not have such a good distinction in colors. And then Itaka saw that they were losing track, it was getting too confusing, and they just canceled the whole thing. The call adidas. One more minute or two. Now, when it comes to brown, no mention clearly of brown in any gemara, uh, at, well, at least not clearly. Torah, Shulchan for sure not. So it seems that brown also did not exist as its own separate color. So one would assume that that, might, that was probably included in the discussions of Adam, that really brown was included in Adam. It was considered another shade of red. And that's before we get to people nowadays in the last 20 years who have actually attempted to test the things in the Mishnah to try to demonstrate that maybe some of the things in the Mishnah are taka essentially brown and not red. Uh, and certainly if you had to, if you had the category of Neitel Admimus versus Yarek Velavan, surely one assumes that most would think that brown belongs to the Adam category. But in the last two, three hundred years, we see that a discussion suddenly uh, arises. The first one in the modern day discussion, although it turns out there was someone before him, is the Byakov Emd and the Shailas Yaivitz. He asks in Shailas Yaivitz, Chelek Alfsim and Dalit, Mara Dom Broin, which is like Klipas Haramainim, the shells of chestnuts, to Kamashka Hakavi, like coffee. He says, doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch where it belongs. He says, surely it's better than Basr Tzali. Basr Tzali has some redness. And there's still Matar. We're not Matar. It's a big Chumra because we might confuse it with other shades. But at least there's some Natiya Lo'idem in Basr Tzali. Mashenkin Brain in the opinion of Rabbi Yaakim Emden has no redness. If anything, it's a pale black. That's his opinion about brown. And Ebazai, he has his whole Mahalach to explain why a bazoi, a super pale black, or something that's reminiscent of pale black, should not be a problem. However, and we'll have to get to it in the next uh, installment, if you look as late as the Dark Shuva, who's Mesakim, all the Achreinim, you'll see that most Achreinim, up until, you could say, the Holocaust, it seems, were more likely to say that brown is Tomei, certainly for Badikas, uh, for Hafsik uh, and Zayin Akim, uh, more, there were far more who, who asserted than were Matahir. Um, so this is, this is the Haskalah on the topic. Like I said, the next year we'll discuss the further uh, development of the discussion of Brown till our generation, the development of what we call the Masaida, the big controversy that we mentioned that erupted in the last 10 years against this Masaida, or at least parts of the Masaida, and Bechlal, those who want to argue that the Fidim themselves, Brown should be included in Adam.